Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. Five-star review. Go do it. And as always, we talk judging in MMA, so make sure you read the scoring criteria. Read it carefully. Just skim it, you know? Yeah. We're getting through that intro a lot faster than we used to. Well, at that time, I just <laughs> kind of was like, five stars. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Do it. At this point, if they haven't done it by now, they're just never going to. No, they will. Okay. They will. They're always going to come around. <laughs> it's a reminder. Do yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I try to come up with a, a different way to say it every single week, and I think I've succeeded in doing so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I may have to retire at some point, though. I think you're probably right. <laughs> Someone... maybe, maybe we should start reminding people that we have a YouTube channel. Go on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe to us there. Yeah, if you, if you like our show, but you want to see a video version of it, which is not really pictures of us. It's just a wave. At least at this point. It's audio wave. Uh, if you love the audio wave thing... <laughs> you're going to love this version of the Couchside Judges. It yeah. is for you. Um, I'll tell you what's more for me than anything, though, Dan. Mm -hmm. The Carolina Panthers That's have a... the number one overall pick in the draft. Big trade they made big, the other day. Big, big trade. Mm -hmm. we, we are now a Carolina Panthers NFL draft podcast for the remaining what, month and a half until the draft. Gotta go C.J. Stroud, right? I, I don't know. I'm torn. I like Young, but he seems small. That's what I was going to say. Like, He's great in a, in a college, but at NFL size, I think you'd want that, that bigger guy in C.J. Stroud. As long as it's one of those two, I don't care. I do not want Anthony Richardson. I never love when prospects shoot up the board at the combine because people forget that they actually play football and they didn't do it as well as you thought before. You know, it's, it's weird. It's two different games almost. And I don't like Will Levis. NFL. I swear to God, if we traded up to get Will <laughs> Levis, I'm, I'm picking a new team. <laughs> really? If they actually manage to do that, yeah. Okay, I'm just letting you know. We got the number one quarterback in New York, so. You can't hold me to that, by the way. I can oh, do whatever okay. the hell I want. I got you. All right. I can do I was, anything I want. I was want. trying to recruit you to the Giants. No. But... I, I, right. No, if I pick a new team, it won't be the Giants. Okay. It just won't. All right. Fair enough. Giants fans are the worst. That's wrong. <laughs> Cor correct to say right, that about, the, about that division. It's not even the worst in sure. the division. You're right. But... <laughs> sure. No, I'll give you that. But no, no one else wants to hear me talk about the Panthers, but we'll we'll still do it every week, and, and we'll do it repeatedly mm. and, and, and often and throughout the show. But now, for now, we can actually move on to bigger and better things, uh, at least in the fighting world, and that goes no further than Marab Davalashvili, who looked freaking fantastic in impressively 50-45-ing yeah. Peter Jan. Yeah. He was, he was on fire. Now, you know, I don't make picks, right? I don't, I steered away from that for mm -hmm. a while. If I was to have made a pick, though, I really would have felt pretty decent about Marab winning this one. And I was stunned how much of an underdog he was on the betting line. Yeah, big dog. I mean, I, I after after this, the the big bad wolf, you know, aura around Peter Yan has to be completely gone. Yeah, I think it's totally point. done. So I don't. I'm not saying he's done, but I think no one's gonna be looking there like, oh yeah, Peter Yan. Obviously, he's got to win. It's like the guy's lost four out of five, and some of them are, you know, either. You want to call them questionable? Fine. You want to call them close? Fine. This was neither. This wasn't close at all. This was a really fantastic win for Marab, who, <laughs> hey, at, at least you got to give Peter Yan this. He stopped 38 takedowns. Who's zero? It's not him. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's hungry? I'm hungry. 
Every time I get hungry, I'm going to think of Marab now. Marab is starving. And I'll be honest, I get hungry a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to think of Marab all all the time. (laughs) 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 The question I have, though, uh, is this. Is he the heir apparent at 135 if Aljo goes up and up to 45 or, you know, he loses the belt? Is he no, kind of the, is he kinda, the next? Uh, no, I think they want to give it to O'Malley, which I actually think is the next fight. But at some point, I guess my point would be who's going to be the next champion that kind of brings a little bit of balance? Because Al- Aljo hasn't quite done that, but he can do that if he beats Cejudo. Here. If he beats Cejudo, at least he's got sure, a few yeah. wins under his belt here. Um, but who would be the next that kind of comes in and you think maybe they can sustain a title run a little bit? Well, Marab in five rounds, this guy's scary. That's it's what like I'm he saying. Can fight for ten rounds and still not be tired. Because if you're going to put Marab against Sean O'Malley, who 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 are you favoring in that fight? Oh, I think Marab would, would just dog him completely, mm-hmm. unless he get caught, and you know that's really his only shot. Puncher's chance, I I would say for O'Malley. I hate to say puncher's chance because he is very skilled, uh, and, I, just, and I think hey, that's what uh, it is, though. I guess because he's not going to stop if. It, he has to hit him with a punch. Maybe yeah. a kick. Maybe hit him with a kick. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. But, I, yeah. Marab's just going to, I would, how I'm going to say what's going to happen, he's just going to maul him. Marab really does look like, though, he, like if he does manage to get to the top, and he still have to do that, and of course, his little, you know, not his little buddy, his big buddy, Aljo's mm-hmm. a bigger man, uh, would have to step aside to make that happen. But if, if when he does, he certainly has the look of somebody who's got the ability to keep this going for a while. The, the, the thing I'd always, I, I guess, been critical, you want to call it critical, I've been critical of with Marab is everything kind of was predicated on him getting takedowns, right? But then he wouldn't keep the fighters down. Like, he'd, keep, he'd get mm-hmm. the takedown, and then, like, it, it would end up on, the, he'd get to mount, and then all of a sudden, three seconds later, it's, like, mm-hmm. back to the feet. And this would happen repeatedly. It wasn't just, like, once or twice. It was, like, all the time. But I feel like in in recent fights, we've seen him more better utilize his wrestling and his takedowns as as more of a like a, a neutralization process and like especially here just keeping keeping Jan off balance he just couldn't do anything like Jan you could, was shut you down can't, you can't find a rhythm and and it allowed uh Marab to do do whatever he wanted otherwise too yeah he could closed up Jan's eye that was yeah, that was impressive. Like no one, no one would have said if you were picking Marab to win, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna bust up uh, Pudian's face." Like yeah, what? Yeah. At one point, Marab felt really good on the feet. Like he's, I'm, I'm gonna keep it here for a little while, mm-hmm. and he was doing really well. It was. But back to your point, there was a lot of that. You know, get the takedown back up. Sure, takedown, sure, back sure. Up. And I, I said, that, I said, is that really a record you want? Is that many shots taken in a single fight? Because it means they just got either they got up or you didn't get the takedown. Mm-hmm. That many times, so. But I don't think he cares. I don't know. I don't think he cares. It's impressive that he's able to shoot that many times. Mm-hmm. He it looks like he can go run a marathon right now. I, I think afterwards. what words what it speaks to, I think more is that he was able to do what he wanted, which was to make him have to defend wrestling for twenty five minutes. Literally every he averaged a takedown attempt every thirty seconds. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Like. You can't get in a striking rhythm if you're defending all these takedowns. It's impossible. How would you do it? You know? Yeah. So, mission accomplished. And obviously, some of these actually went down. So, it's like, how much time is he actually spending getting comfortable? You know? Mm-hmm. Just no. about none. Young, you know? Young got shut down. Yeah. It was impressive. But yeah, he, he definitely has the look of someone who can sustain. I, I always give a lot of... um. I guess favoritism to a, a wrestler, someone who has the ability to impose their wrestling, their takedowns upon the other guy. It just seems like they've always got the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it too: like if 
if you're like, let's say you're a striker, you know, if you're a striker and you're just getting decisions on the come up, I don't think you're going anywhere. I don't think you're going to win anything. But if you're a wrestler on the come up and you get all the way, even up to the the championship, like kind of circle, like the, 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 I guess the short list, right? Mm-hmm. If you're up there and you're still winning decisions, it's okay because you're a wrestler. It's just kind of the way it works. If you if you can still manage to beat these guys, that's great. Other guys like need to be finishing people. I feel like striker, you know. I suppose. Like uh, like like Israel Adesanya before he became the champion, right? He was he was actually getting a lot of finishes. Now he didn't finish Anderson Silva, but other than that, he he had quite a bit of finishes. Much less now. That's the kind of thing I, mean, I guess I'm thinking of. It gets tougher at the top. It's harder. It's harder to get finishes. Wrestlers doesn't really matter. That's my basic point. Okay. Uh, another guy we've got to get to is uh, the on the Bellator side because this was the UFC. There was a Bellator card as well, and we have to talk about the champion Usman Nurmagomedov, the man with who was yeah. essentially named to be a great MMA fighter. You know, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he he was. He got a little Usman. His father yeah. is a got time a little Nurmagomedov. Yeah, so. I was I was thinking about changing our family name to Demagomedov so that we don't lose. Oh, I asked you that. I asked you which which what well, you didn't ever answer me. Oh, what was that? I, I, I said it. what would your family's T bow be? Our T bow? Yeah. Well, considering he beat Gleason T bow, it doesn't really matter. Questionably. But <laughs> and then I asked you, would you lose to the Diaz? How many brothers? questions did I miss of you? And then I asked also, would you lose in a concession stance battle versus the Diaz brothers? <laughs> well, the only thing I need to point out about that is the fact that Aiden Nurmagomedov did lose on Saturday. Okay. Saeed Nurmagomedov. So it disproved my whole okay. point anyway. You jinxed so what it. But what, Saeed's not related to No, that, he's right? not. But it's neither would I. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Okay. So I guess the point is I actually need to get adopted okay. <laughs> by the Nurmagomedovs. Okay. Maybe Khabib's mom will take me in. Good. I mean, I love, I love my family, but it'd be cool to like be a winner. You like, are a winner. You just won the Pinewood Derby. That's well, my son won the Pinewood well, your, Derby. Your family, yeah. So. I guess that's true. <laughs> Do you think they would win the Pinewood Derby if they entered the Nurmagomedovs? I think if they entered it, they would. They would be. They would go at full. Uh, what am I looking for? The word. They would. They wouldn't enter it to just have fun. No. They would enter it to dominate. That that's would true. be the goal. So that's true. They probably would win. I want to meet the Abdul Manap of. The Pinewood Derby world. <laughs> that would be fun. Um. Anyway, we're we're getting way off topic here. Obviously, go back to Usman Nurmagomedov. You would have to. You would have to. The bearings while fighting off a grappling double a double ta- double leg takedown. What? You would have to when you have to sand down the bearing, or the the cylinder thing for the for the car. The you cylinder ha- thing. What are you talking about? For the Pinewood Derby. Do you car. mean the axles? Yeah. That's oh. It. <laughs> Uh, okay. You would like, have to defend about? a double, double legs while doing it. Uh, that would be challenging. Yeah. That's but... how they prepare. I mean, you ever watch them play basketball? Yes. There's no dribbling. It's wonderful. And there's no fouls either. I legitimately like their version yeah. of basketball. Focus here. Yeah. We got to get back. This is Defending his title. Um, Super impressive in... Defeating Benson Henderson in round one. Benson Henderson is not easily finished. Only a couple people have finished him, especially with strikes. Big time win for him. It was it was kind of funny. Why is that funny? Not what that do you Benson, mean? Not that Benson lost the commentary because Benson's in a fully locked in rear naked choke, and oh, Big John it's... goes, "He's okay here." Tap tap tap. tap, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the best look. Uh, no, but but we call that a Joe Rogan. Uh, it's a Rogan in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the form. Uh, 
the question I have for you here is Usman Armagomedov. Who's beating this guy in the Bellator Lightweight Grand Prix? Well, he's he's definitely probably facing either the winner of uh I believe he's facing uh Alexander Shablin. No, but I mean in in the finals. Oh, okay. he's going to be facing So you're assuming he gets past Yeah. Shoblin. Um he's going to be facing either AJ McKee or Pitbull, whoever wins that one, so. So you're completely writing off the other fight. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what it is. Uh, it is Brent Primus. Yep, and... write it off. <laughs> Fair enough. We could just move on from this. So what you're saying is Usman Magomedov against, you know it's Patriki Pitbull, right? Right, he's okay. a brother. But that's if it's AJ McKee who wins that, and he'll go on to the finals. It'll be McKee versus Usman Nurmagomedov, mm-hmm. and that should be an interesting fight. Would he would would Usman Nurmagomedov versus Patriki Pitbull be an interesting fight for you? Yeah, I think it'll still be interesting. I disagree. I think it could be interesting. I think I think we'd be pretty one sided. Maybe he'll punch him in the face. I am interested in a potential AJ McKee matchup. AJ McKee would be interesting. He's very crazy in there. But what if Brent Primus gets up to that point and he gets a go go plata? How crazy will I go? That if I mean if Brent Primus gets a go go on Usman. That could, that's sub of the year. I mean, you probably just, it's always sub of the year. You never even have to. Every Gogo Plata is sub of the year. Although I didn't give a Gogo Plata sub of the year last year. Was there one? There was in, a, uh... in, in a women's fight in Brazil. I can't remember oh. the names of them, but it, it was like it was like in like a little gymnasium, very small, like one of those like grainy old videos, right? Yeah, I mean, but it was it was uh, eh. it was like no one there. No one really got excited about it because they didn't really. I don't think they understood what it was. It was like. Go go plata! This is incredible. You can't, you can't give one to not to a non-major promotion. Yeah, I know. So. That's that was at least part of it. Um, the 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 award, at least from the MMA Journalists Association for the women's side, because we give out men and women. Uh, that went to the Standing Arm Triangle by yeah. uh, oh. Jessica Andrade. Kind of had to. That was a great one. That was a really good one. Anyway, Benson Henderson though, obviously retired after this one. Sure looked like he was going to. He looked a little uh, little wistful. As we were talking to Usman Nurmagomedov for a good long time, mm-hmm. um, that one just didn't end. We just kept talking to him. It was like they they knew they had a lot of <laughs> airtime to fill, so like yeah, give him the give him the mic, let him let him just you know read a read a letter he wrote to his parents when he was ten. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> retired after the fight. Not surprising either that because he didn't win here, he doesn't feel the need to finish out these remaining two fights on his contract. I am not surprised in the least, and I don't blame him at all. Yeah, he doesn't need to. He's done enough. Where does he rank in the lightweight pantheon, sir? Uh, he'll always be a lightweight great. I don't know what pantheon means, but <laughs> I assume it's something along those lines. Kind of, the pantheon would refer to like the gods, right? So it's like the group of the gods. Oh uh, no, nah, you wouldn't be at that high. You wouldn't be a, a lightweight god. Well, when we were when you say it here, we're not saying he's a god, but we're saying let's say okay, he's among the greats, right? Where does he rank among the greats? Oh. Uh... Because he's not at the BJ level for you, obviously. He's not at BJ Penn he's level. Not he's not at Khabib level. Not at Khabib level. He's probably on same same level, maybe a tad higher than like where Dustin Poirier will end up, maybe. He's, uh, maybe. Yeah, that's an interesting one, because Poirier never really did get to the top of the mountain, even though Benson did. Yeah, Benson. I mean, see, the thing is, I also kind of want to put Frankie higher than even though he lost two times, even though he so, lost yeah. him twice, I know it's it's, it's a tricky weird. thing. Yeah, because it's, it's it's different. It's not like it's not like you're ranking them based on you know how they do against one another. You're kind of rank- when I look at rankings like all time, right? Mm. And they don't mean anything, but it's they're fun conversations. I like these conversations. I I look at like overall general accomplishments and then also skill level too. Like mm-hmm. yeah, clear clear uh, demonstration of skill level. You know, so like someone like Khabib. 
has less accomplishments because he didn't stick around long enough, even mm-hmm. though he did retire undefeated as a champion, right? And he beat a bunch of good guys, but also he, he, his, he was so damn good at one thing that I feel like that bumps him up just a little bit more. I don't put him as my number one goat of all time at lightweight. I mean, me neither. Well, I know you don't. Yeah. So, but I also pick the same guy you do. <laughs> I think it's BJ Penn, but yeah, I think Benson is, is certainly in that short list. I feel like they somewhere in the top five, probably, but like someone like Takanori Gomi has to get some recognition there too. Right, yeah, but and then, then, but and then, then you there's, the tail there's Rafael of... dos Anjos and like a lot of guys. There's a lot of good guys in there, so it's kind of tricky. Yeah. It's a very tricky kind of thing. It's tough, but but Benson really did have a fantastic run, especially from from the point that he became the UFC uh, the WEC champion to the point that he lost the belt to Pettis again the second time the the one in the UFC belt. <laughs> Pettis took his belt two times too, and you would also there's another question because he lost to Pettis twice. Should Pettis go ahead of him? Right. That's another yeah. And, and, but I, I would. But the thing I is, I don't no. think I would. I wouldn't put Pettis. Yeah, I don't think so yeah, either. I don't think weird. so either. He didn't have enough sustained success either. Has Benson always worn the black belt trunk thing? I don't believe he always did. But recently, he's been wearing it. I don't remember. Yeah, because be I, I kind of reminded me of BJ Penn. It reminded me a lot of BJ Penn. And then yeah. I was like, you know, what? I think he's going to win because it reminded me of BJ Penn. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Then, well, that yeah, way. he did. He did what a BJ Penn would do at the same age: lose. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, BJ probably should have stopped fighting a long time ago. Which, and other things, get me nervous because Nick is saying he wants to fight now. <laughs> well, only if he's going to fight like the champions at middleweight or something. And I think he can beat them. So <laughs> You are you are crazy, sir. <laughs> Unanimous rounds here. We have 22 out of 27 on the UFC side. Big active card, lots of decisions, but some good damn judging here. Yeah, solid. Two of these were 8-9 splits, so we're only talking about three rounds where they disagreed on the winner. That's really good. 85 and, or 81.5%, I should say. Uh, on the Bellator so side... So thankful they were unanimous on the first round of a heavyweight fight. <laughs> please please be unanimous on yeah. every heavyweight fight. Yeah. How about we just... Can we just not score heavyweight fights? Maybe just, like, if it goes 15 minutes, just call it a draw and move forward the If deck. there's no number next to them, sure. How about period? Oh. Just have a bunch of draws. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. good with it. All right. All right, man law. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bellator, totally different story. Uh, well, not totally different because it was still really good judging, but very few rounds to score. Uh, they were unanimous on 11 out of 13, so 84.6%, and there were no 8-9 splits here. So overall, between those two cards, 33 out of 40 unanimous. That's a good judging. Yeah, that's really good. Nice. Between, that's, uh, between California and Nevada. Showing out. You like to, you like to see it. Now, we do have uh, a little bit of business we have to take care of to rectify from last week. Yes, we do. Dan. Round three of Cameron Simon versus Mana Martinez from last week. We made a little bit of a, 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 sna- a, a faux pas. A little bit. Yeah, we missed it. So we're here to correct it now. Mm-hmm. Me and Scott were with the outjudge in that. It was a 10-9 versus 10-8 split. We scored it 10-9 with the outjudge... Uh, Sal D'Amato, so for Mr. Who, D'Amato. Who are the who are the lead judges on that one? Um, not the lead judges. Adelaide Bird and Chris Lee gave the eights. Mm-hmm. Sal gave the nine. We agreed with the nine. That means couchside override. <laughs> All right. I think we've we fixed <laughs> we fixed our our own error. I fixed think that's it. the first time that we actually neglected. We missed it. You know, maybe why it's we not the first, it. but it's definitely the first time we're correcting it. That's well, we missed it because we're usually under we write couchside override, but this mm-hmm. time we had we. Uh, put no point taken for an eye poke. Oh, so I see. We probably, confused ourselves. Yeah. 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 We got to come up with better systems, I guess. 
What about the systems? Uh, let's move on to contested rounds of this week, though. Let's get, let's get, a, let's get to new business. No let's more old it. business. And we'll start with the UFC side. We're actually going to do every single round. We don't always do every single round from both Bellator and UFC, but again, mm-hmm. a lot of agreement here made it a lot easier. So UFC side, we're going to start with a split decision that had two rounds split. Victor Henry getting the win over Tony Gray. It's yes. you like Gravely. Gravely. It should it's, be Gravely. It's supposed to be Gravely. But I had a, a little bit of a come to maybe accepting Gravely. Why is that? If he says it's Gravely because it's a really rocky gravel-filled fight when you're in there with me. And he goes with that. Like it's, like a gritty, dra- it's a gritty fight yeah. with him? Yeah. I'm dragging you through the gravel. Sure. But only if it's for that. Otherwise, it's gravely. Yeah. Because I've, it's more grave. I would say me. if he is gravely, he should be Tony, put him in a body bag gravely. That should be his nickname. Yeah, it should be. That would be someone needs to have that nickname. Put him in a body bag. Put him in a body bag. Uh, so this fight, of course, went uh, split decision. I believe I mentioned that. 30-27, 29, 28, and 28-29. 20, so 29-28, the other one. We got to talk about rounds one and three here, sir. Let's start with one. What's going on? Very close round. I thought both guys landed some good shots. I think Henry is landing a tad bit stronger, especially to the body. Uh, Gravely does get a takedown late and a body lock around the back, but really, I don't think anything came of it. Nothing... Uh, uh, as far as putting hooks in or actually, you know, attacking a sub or anything, just kind of held on to him uh, as the round ended. Thought it was really close. I'm on 10-9 Henry. I also went 10-9 Henry. Yeah, I, th- I thought the strikes were just generally more effective. I thought it was the better offense, and I felt good with that one. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's crazy to go gravelly here, but it's uh, yeah, I, I like I like the score better for okay. Henry here. I think it makes a little more sense to me. Okay. Round three. Who's cooler scores for those rounds? Oh. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Now, as Sal D'Amato and Eric Colon had Henry here, it was Rick Winter who was the out judge that okay. we, we respectfully disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Round three, though. Wild round. This was kind of lot A lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the first, first round was like, it wasn't bad. It was, this is a lot more fun. This is a wild round. Yeah. Early in the round, Gravely finally, you know, he's starting to land some good shots. He's finding his range. He's hitting the target a lot. Uh, Henry is still pushing the pace. He's landing a couple good shots. Uh, especially elbows against the fence. It really is just a wild round. Henry drops for a leg at some point, and he's attacking a leg lock, but he doesn't have it at all. His grips are completely just mixed up, really, and he's kind of just eating punches, mostly to the body. Uh, Gravely's like, yeah, this knee bar is not anywhere, nothing dangerous at all. I'm just going to keep punching in the gut and in the ribs. Uh, when they scramble back to defeat, I think this is where Gr- uh, Gravely takes it to say hey, this was definitely my round. Uh, Gravely lands a big elbow against the fence and really was pretty close or very close up until that point, I thought. And depending how you scored those subs, I didn't score them all that high. I could see how you end up on Henry, but I'm not. I'm on Gravely. Yeah, I, I didn't think that the subs were quite effective enough offense. Obviously, yeah. how effective is a sub is kind of tricky because it's like, you know, you kind of it's kind of a pass fail most of the time, right? But right. But I just didn't think he had to defend these so much as they just weren't really there as much. Well, it looked like Henry wasn't really sure of the grips to make for the heel hook. But that's the thing. And I mean, then, it doesn't matter why. It's really more about then, the the fact that he didn't do it. You right. Know? Yeah. But I'm saying, you yeah. look, it's like the fact that he couldn't get the grips is something that makes me like gravely completely disrespect it. Mm-hmm. And say I don't even have to defend this. 
just this is beneath me. Let me just start punching. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really close. I mean, Henry Henry had some good shots as well. Yes, he did. So, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's more than just the subs. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, he had a, he had a good round on the feet, but he also was getting a hit hit pretty pretty often. So yeah, I I liked Gravely here too. Um, so yeah, it was you and me. We're on the same side here with Judge D'Amato, who we basically had the same card as as Judge D'Amato. So that was twenty nine. It ends up being a twenty nine twenty eight for Henry. Uh, Rick Winter also had it the same way as you and I. Eric Cologne was split off in round three, giving this one to. Henry. Yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, Henry won this. He fight, was the thirty so. twenty seven. He gave all the rounds there. I think Henry was the the rightful winner. I think the uh, yeah so. yeah. When you look at this fight as a whole, which is not how you'd score it, but if you do look at this fight as a whole, I feel like Henry came away from this as putting together the better fifteen minutes, especially period, that round, anyway. that second round. So yeah, it so. works out. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh lopsided round. <laughs> but of course there's a gravelly takedown in there because gravelly's all about the takedown yeah. <laughs> he just loves these takedowns man um but yeah so we were in the majority on both those rounds let's move on though to the next round here we have davy grant round one of this fight which did not go the distance because davy grant is able to get a spectacular reverse triangle yeah <laughs> at right near the end of round three of a fight he's going to lose on the cards like almost certainly I'm just, I'm just reading my notes <laughs> of that third round. We'll do that. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, I'll read we, we will be talking about round three for for another reason. But <laughs> round one is our actual split round here, our contested round uh, against Rafael Sunsau, who retired after this fight too. Anybody who fought in the WEC just retired this weekend. It's just everyone was just Hanging like, you know up. what? We're done. We're done. No one is to fight past March twelfth, twenty twenty three. Maybe maybe Dominic Cruz still will. Maybe Pettis still will. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we're, we're we're losing a lot of them, man. <laughs> I miss WBC. Um, but round one. What, t- talk about round one. It's close round. I mean, not all that much is happening. I think it's kind of more of a lower output or med- medium output. I'd just say. I think I think Grant is a step behind this entire round. Very close. Uh, good leg kicks, good right hands, some good grappling from a sunset. Grant had some moments towards the end of the round. I just don't think any of these are landing all that hard or all that flush. I think a lot of it's getting blocked. These the the spinning heel kick, a uh, couple punches. I'm on a sunset ten nine in, in a decently close one. I am too. I actually thought Grant had a little bit more success earlier than later. Okay. See, it could for the reasons you were saying. I thought Grant Grant really just wasn't landing very flush later with a lot of that stuff. It's just kind of like not connecting with the target and really stopping mm-hmm. the sunset from getting what he wants. But, but yeah, I, I think it's competitive enough. It makes a little bit of sense to me that it can go the other way. I did feel pretty good about a sunset getting this one though. Um, so, you know, close enough. I'm good with my score. All right. We agreed with uh, judges, Mike Bell and Jacob Montalvo. And it was Sal D'Amato who was on his own with Grant. All right. But round three not a judging thing, but a refereeing thing. We have a point deduction. Grant, who's having a really good round, yes, is Grant. deducted a point for using the fence to wind up on top in a takedown. Right? Do I have well, that? Why don't you describe sim- it? You, it was, you, you have better notes. They're kind of like in a, a scramble position. He he kind of forced a scramble a little bit and started ending up towards the, the top at the end of the scramble. Mm-hmm. And a point, you know. The action stopped, and they they uh take a point. 
Keith Peterson was the ref. And I'll only take a point, but they return the fight to standing as opposed to what sometimes happens with these type of situations. They don't return them to the positions they were at. Why? Well, you take a point there. You're already punished. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. gonna you're not gonna put a guy in a bad position, but you also can't re- recreate that position, right? To to the way it had it, to the way they had it. Also, Keith Peterson saying, "Well, your guy was losing the position," so saying this, Derek Nixon. Yeah, because he was losing his mind. <laughs> like he, I mean, honestly, he he has so many fighters in the UFC, and he, he's he's basically you know probably one of the you know top three coaches in the sport right now. Certainly one of the most prolific. It just yeah. seems he's the most outspoken against officials, almost LeBron James levels of just yelling for you know a foul. I'm picturing like, the uh, the image of or, LeBron or, with his his arms extended off to the side, like shrieking. No, 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 to the side, both oh. of them this way. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. I mean, that, if you're watching the YouTube like, version, you might actually see that. Here's no, the I'm thing. kidding. <laughs> I get you want your fighter to have the position, but you also don't want it to be recreated. The guy was punished. Mm-hmm. I think the right thing to do with this situation like this yeah, fouls fouls when it's not like a damaging foul like a, for a fence grab mm-hmm. because you can't predict how it would have ended without the fence grab you can't predict that position so you can't put him in that is take a point on the fly don't stop the action now the fighter's punished and the natural course of the fight is still somewhat intact I feel like there still has to be context so, to those situations too like it, it probably isn't one size fits all right so okay so you use the fence and then you the other fighter slips and you end up in mount. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. That's different. Stop the fight. We're restarting on the feet. You're losing a point. But things where they're scrambling and he almost he's gonna take you down, but no, he's he's in on a double. You grab the fence, you stay standing. But he's still on the double. Instead of stopping the action, taking a point, say no. I mean this fighter's already got a double here. Just continue to fight through it. Well we're free. A referee can take a point on the fly. But that's it's, what I'm saying. Within that, their power. I'm saying that's what they, I think in situations like this, they should probably. You want to see it in practice. I would more. rather them say that or do that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, stopping the action saying you got a point. Now let's restart standing. It's good. It's good food for thought. I'm. I would be curious what a, what a a referee would think of that as well. Because obviously, you know, we, we're a judging show, but we talk about officiating and we pass both courses. But I I always feel like I'm a little less in my realm talking about officiating than I am about or like refereeing than I am about judging. So what I, what I'm remembering of this is so Peterson was saying he no your guy was losing the position. He was going to lose the position or something. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have benefited him to k- keep whatever he had. Mm-hmm. What I remember was was a scrambly position. So it's kind of still 50-50. Right. Um obviously so. that this whole thing casts some sort of shadow at least in the minds of some and almost assuredly Eric Nixick over what happens next because in the ensuing moments we have Rafael Sunsau getting himself in real trouble and get caught in a reverse triangle, inverted triangle yeah. and puts him to sleep. <laughs> he was is, out for a long time. I mean, time this too. is this is like the least likely scenario that would have presented itself, I feel like, is Davy Grant going in there and tapping out Rafael Sunsau in round three of all rounds. <laughs> It's just I don't know what the odds were on that, but like, man, I if you told me pick away Davy Grant's gonna win, I'll say, hey, I'll give you a two. He's gonna win on points or he's gonna win with his hands. I would not have said submission. And if you say, okay, pick a sub. Reverse triangle is not in my top ten. Reverse triangle. That well, that's what I was laughing at. Yeah. I was like, what did my notes say? Uh, 
you don't lose a point and then get the position back. And I said, Eric Nixick is, and I guess was writing something along the line of yelling at the referee, mm. but in mid-sentence is when this happened. It's, I said, Eric Nixick is, and then in all caps, holy S, reverse triangle. So I don't even know where my thought was going with, with Eric Nick. It, I just mid thought just stopped, and that's I, what I wrote. I like it. That's good. Is there correct? Help me out here because sometimes I I get mixed up with some of the holds. Is reverse triangle different than inverted triangle? Or are they the same thing? Um. Well, so reverse. I thought they were different. This was probably uh See, sometimes you can cross. You can finish a regular triangle, like squared up triangle, with the legs opposite what you would what you're traditionally doing. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can call that a reverse triangle. I think this was more, this was more reverse, I think. Pot, no, maybe invert. I don't know. Uh, either, right. either way, I think we all get the, get the picture. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there is a, a jujitsu expert out there listening that can give us a little bit of guidance. So we'll solicit that to our listeners, but we've got to move on. We've got two more rounds. We've got to get to from UFC. Both of them are eight, nine splits. Vitor Petrino, who got the win over Anton Turkley, 30-27 twice and a 30-26. It's round one that is split. What's going on? Yeah, a lot of hugging uh, in this round. I like hugs. And clinching for the first, like, four minutes. Yeah. A uh, really slow-paced round. Uh, I mean, I think maybe Petrino landed a decent right before he clinched him for the next four minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, Petrino lands a couple shots, and each shot, Turkali is getting wobbled uh he's just like like wiggly worm out there yeah he got smashed with like probably 10 good shots (laughs) um and his head's getting smashed and then he gets he just gets thrown to the ground by uh petrino who then eats an up kick and buckles it gets buckled by it he's like basically (laughs) out for like like at least i want to say like three quarters of a second yeah he was like oh yeah he, he falls into guard he's like all right here we go and he just lands a bunch of you know some heavy body shots on instinct he's just like wailing away at the body yeah yeah i think we have some decent damage i just don't think we have enough damage to get to the eight on its own so i think he took some decent damage back too and he also ate some decent damage. yeah i feel like i feel like any chance that that had of me going for the eight here it's like was totally gone when it's like oh that dude got real hurt yeah it just it it didn't it didn't work for me so yeah i I went for it's i think it's still a good round for him you oh know. yeah, that's a Would, solid round. Do, that's the only do way you think, can score. Do you think you'd think about an eight and a half here? You know, or the, uh, mm-hmm. the CSJ eight? I might go CSJ eight. I'm it's, not sure. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a close one, right? Because yeah, I think do about think it. we have damage. I just don't think we have the damage in this situation where it gets to the eight on its own. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Um, I I also saw it the same way as you did. I've had the ten nine. Uh, judges Eric Colon and Jacob Montalvo had the same as you and I. It was actually Rick Winter who had the 10-8 for Petrino. That is different from what the UFC scorecard that they share on their, you know, on their website, on their social media, the mm-hmm. UFC News uh, Twitter account. That one listed Brian Miner as the third judge. That is incorrect. Um, you can see Rick Winter cage side like the moment the fight starts. So that's yeah, Rick that, Winter was that's, that that's all you need. That's it's, it's verifiable very easily. So UFC just made a mistake. That is not the official scorecard. Nevada has the official scorecard, and it goes down correctly. So mm-hmm. they, that's, there's someone transcribing. I'm sure they just kind of got lost in translation as they were setting something up. So anybody who's curious about that, that's that's why. Um, and I did make sure to point that out to uh, MMA decisions. So that yeah, I was actually just that. checking that to see what they had. Uh, they had but, it wrong, and I and I let them know because I don't think they had seen because I tweeted about it. But once they saw it, they're like, okay, cool. 
Okay. So they, they made the fix. Okay. Uh, Chris McMaster is always he's always on top of things, and and I think he trusts me to not try and vandalize his site. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, I can't load the site. Oh, you can't do it if you just go to www.mmadecisions. I've had some people, some judges especially, too, have been asking about MMA Decisions. MMA Decisions, if you just go to the website, like MMADecisions.com, it, like, doesn't work. But if you, like, search for a fight that's at MMA Decisions and you click the link, it will work. And then you can click on the homepage and that will also work. And you can navigate the site as normal. It's yeah, very weird. Yeah, that just worked. Right? What is, what is wrong? I, I know he was having some hosting issues. Okay. I don't. I never got the word on like how that kind of shook out. I've been meaning to to reach out and find that out, but nonetheless, if you're having problems getting to the website, just Google a fight and MMA decisions, and you'll get there, and you can navigate as normal. So hopefully, that's a yeah, PSA yeah, that helps a few people. Yeah, they fix it. Winters the the judge. I know they did. I know, oh, okay. I, I double checked. Um, but yeah, so that that was it for that fight though. We've one more round, another eight nine split. This was in round three of a heavyweight fight that kicked off the main card, Carl Williams against uh, Yukish uh, Bresky, right? Uh, I'm I'm always terrible with the Polish names. Sorry to the Polish. But, they might, but I think DC, I mean, I'm not going to go with DC's pronunciation, but he was, they were calling him. Probably not the best, yeah. They were calling him Dresky. Dresky. So I don't know. Maybe. I thought it was Bresky. I heard D. I heard a D. You know what? I'm just going to assume neither of us got it right. Okay. Yeah. Including DC. Uh, yeah, especially DC. <laughs> <laughs> 30-26 twice and a 30-27. So that means that we have a majority, because there's only one round, majority score of a 10-8 in round three. Where are we at here on this one? Oh, uh, well, this was a terrible fight. Uh, <laughs> you know, and any... And, I did say yeah. it was a heavyweight fight. Yeah, okay. So Williams <laughs> Williams gets Brzezeski down pretty quickly again. Uh, and he kind of just... <laughs> Brzezeski, that's what it looks Definitely like. Definitely not that one. That uh, was wrong, too. <laughs> and he kind of just... Lays on him. He's got a bunch of different grappling positions. I guess you could call, you know, Brzezeski, you know, getting overwhelmed in positionals, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he Williams is on top the whole way in, in good positions the whole the whole round, pretty much. And he's landing some shots. I just don't think these shots are fight ending, nor that heavy. They seem more pitter-patter. I think Brzezeski is more tired than anything than he is hurt. Um, but he does this for the entirety of the round. I understand why someone would go eight. I didn't get there. I thought it was just a nine because I didn't, you know, I didn't really think the damage was all there. So I'm going to make it real simple. If there is an eight, nine split <laughs> and Mike Bell, Judge Mike Bell gave the nine, you got to probably favor him here because <laughs> nobody gives out the eights like Mike. And he gave the nine here. And I have to say, I completely agree. And as independent of that logic, of course. But yeah, this was a round that to me was just like a straight up 10-9 with an opponent who did almost nothing in return. That's that's, the, that's, that's really the what it is. There. Yeah, I mean, Cause... I guess in theory, he didn't earn the nine. But also, did Williams earn the eight? I'm inclined to say no. Mm. I so. mean, I, I think I can understand eight more so. But no, I, 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 I get it. I mean, the... that's really what it is. If your answer to that is yes, then yeah, you go there. I'd say no. So okay. it makes sense why it would be split that way. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I like Mike Bell's conch, uh, his his compass okay. on the nines and the eights. So I'm sticking with also, him here. A- Adelaide was right there, pretty much. That Adelaide Bird round. was right there. She that's true. I mean, th- maybe these punches were heavy. Maybe. So who knows? Maybe. They did not look heavy to me. Salamara but they're also, also heavyweights. They're yeah. also heavyweights. That's so. true. That's true. Um, 
it does uh, it does make sense that heavyweights hit harder, yeah. just generally speaking. But yeah, so I, like you said, Judge Bird and Judge Damato had Williams at the eight, and it's round three. It doesn't matter. They could they could give a seven. They well, also could give around, a ten. The also, fight was it, over. Yeah, the fight was over. It didn't matter um, at all. But but yeah, like, obviously you want to try and give the right score here. I do think the nine is the score. I agreed with you. I agreed with Mike Bell. No one agreed with him uh, cage side, at least none of the judges who were scoring. But we do. So what does that mean for Judge Bell? Couch side over. I'll have to do it next week. Your prize is in <laughs> the mail. this one out on time. <laughs> um, but that's it for the UFC. We do have two on the Bellator side, both on the prelims, the U- YouTube aired prelims. I think I like the YouTube aired prelims better than I like the ESPN aired prelims. Also, yeah, but I mean, if you ever if you ever watch it with the comments chat room, there's nothing. If you thought MMA Twitter was bad, YouTube Bellator prelims chat room. What what is what is, is so bad about just, it? Is it just like a bunch oh, of racism? It's, or it's what just is insanity. It? Okay, it's. I just assume it's the worst of of MMA fandom. Oh, it is. All right. Well, we don't have to spend too much. Uh, breath on that let's get over to the two rounds that we're going to talk about here one of which was a pivotal round three that decided the fight between josh hill and Cass bell split decision 29 28 all around two of them going for josh hill of course that means he got round three on the scorecards but let's talk about this round where, where did we end up seeing it? yeah it's kind of a lower output round i think hill wins it uh bell really isn't landing much and neither is hill to be fair but Hill did land a bunch of inside uh, leg kicks while Bell landed a couple high kicks on the arm. You know, maybe a few punches from each guy to the head, not all that much. Hill gets the takedown late, lands a couple of strikes to end the round. I mean, it, it wasn't the best round of fighting. Neither guy, you know, really tried to put a stamp on it. Uh, I'm on 10-9 Hill. I'm 10-9 Hill too. Yeah, a round like this, it's kind of hard to get up in arms if you disagreed. But I, d- I do have a harder time seeing much for Bell. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it, it's so low output that it's like, you know what? Maybe there's enough there, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so we're on the same side. We're on the majority side for Hill. Uh, Brandon Saucedo and Wade Vieira were the ones who saw it the same as you and me. Felicia O had it for Bell. But again, I, I don't think that's crazy. It's just, you know what? You want to win, close fight, take the fight. And neither, yeah, of them, neither really did. But yeah, I did like Hill's all. I, I thought Hill especially kind of built a little bit of a, like a, Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big lead, but he built a little bit yeah. of a lead early, and he just never really gave right. it up. Yeah, the, those like yeah, they were they were calling to. those inside leg kicks checked, but I didn't think they were checked. No, nah, they were just landed so good. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, and then the last round we have here, Enrique Barzola getting the win over Eric Perez. That's two UFC veterans on the Bellator prelims here. Unanimous decision, 30-27 twice, and a 29-28. It was round one that was split. What'd you think of that? Yeah, this was a this was a good round. Perez had some really good leg kicks. Uh, Barzola had some really good attacks to the head. Barzola was able to win the grappling, land some good ground and pound. I think uh, immediate impact of the head strikes weighed a bit more than what Perez was doing to the legs. You know, Perez did go upstairs a bit, but just wasn't to the same effect. Very close round. You know, you mix in a couple guillotine attacks from Perez, and, you know, I can understand... You scoring it for Perez, but I'm on Barzola 10-9. Oh, so am I. I had the same way as you. I had the same way as Ron McCarthy and uh, Michael Guingona. It was Elliot Kelly who gave this one to Perez, and yeah, that's all right. I yeah, I I, I did I did feel good about my Barzola score though, mm-hmm. but it's not that's not to say that you couldn't give it the other way. Mm-hmm. And that was it 
That was our seven contested rounds across. I didn't count the number of fights, but it was. I mean, it was like something like twenty-five fights or something like that. Yeah, thirteen the UFC two. and is it, is it twelve on the other side? I want to say, I want to yeah, say it was thirteen 12. and twelve. All right, we'll ballpark it there. But yeah. that's across all those fights, seven rounds. Great job. And that was a result, uh, at least in part, of six finishes in the UFC, six finish in Bellator for the UFC for the sixth straight week, <laughs> six straight UFC event, I should say. There were more submission finishes than strike-based, you know, KO, TKO finishes. It It's a remarkable streak at the UFC level. That's just, you just don't see this. I can't believe it's still going. Technical submissions, inverted reverse triangles. Yeah, Davy Grant. Oh, all people, exactly. <laughs> Three of these uh, finishes came in the first round. Bellator side, it was even split. Three T- TKO or KO, three submission Five of these fights ended in the first round, though. So that's the result. We only had 13 rounds scored. It was very over and done very quickly. What was your favorite of these 12 finishes? Uh, Nikita Krylov trying over Ryan Spann that mm-hmm. p- that Ryan put himself into. Uh, now, you're only saying that because I shotted the other one first. Oh, wanted, yeah. We want to make sure we got a second I, yeah, shot out I here. I think I would have taken that I one. think everybody would, but yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, the Krylov and Spann fight was fantastic for any grappling fan. It was just back was and forth sub attacks from really, both really guys. Really, really fun round. Uh, and then Span was like, "We're not going to end it there. I'm throwing myself straight into a triangle." <laughs> uh, after he finally gets on top, um, quick tap. So, so you know, the squeeze was good. He credited uh, Paul Craig for that, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was like he'd been working with him or it was just a shout out, but I, I know he, was, I know there was some sort of uh, tip of the cap to he, he to Paul took Craig. it to heart. That saying, it's it's winner learn. Yeah. And he learned from that. He did. From Paul Craig. Yeah, he did. And now, yeah. Obviously. Just say it. Obviously, my favorite finish, and, and really yours too, was uh, was the inverted or reverse or whatever yeah. it was, triangle. Triangle from David Grant. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Just mm-hmm. That's like, that's basically the definition of like a Hail Mary. You just throw it up. It's like, yeah, oh, let's see what you can. Yeah. It's not like he was setting it up. It just that presented was, itself. Yeah. Oh, there. I, I know there's something there. Let's lock this up. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess uh, Rafael Asuncao, Rafael because I believe he does the hard R. Rafael Asuncao is like, he's good on the ground. He's well, that's what the they would, that's what DC said in the first one. He said, you're not subbing Asuncao unless he makes a mistake. Yeah, well, he made a and mistake. So, a big one. There you have it. And it cost him. But that is it for the weekend. That was a busy weekend on the MMA side. Of course, we were only talking about the major promotions. I think there was an Ari show on Friday as well. All sorts of stuff always going on. But let's move on to next week where there's no question what the star attraction is next weekend. It's UFC 286 in foggy London town where they get beans on toast. Yes. Beans on toast. On. On toast. Get it right. And not me. Yeah. Yeah. I goofed. I got scolded for that one. <laughs> Rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, so this this is in England. English judges would, pre- would presume maybe potentially some coming from America, but I would think it's probably going to be a lot of the, the UK judges when we have a title fight taking place in the middle of the uh, afternoon, early evening over in the, in the States, 5 PM Eastern time, main card start Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, number three for all the marbles, welterweight title on the line. I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be a great one. I think, I think more competitive than the last one. Why do you think that? Because every time you hear Kamaru Usman, Everyone's talking about all the chronic injuries in his knees. Mm. They, he has to walk yeah. upstairs backwards because that's the only way it doesn't hurt. He can't walk on concrete. Like, how do you fight? 
but then again, he's he's been dealing with this for with year for years apparently. And he was going to so, win that fight if he just didn't get caught. Right, but he did. Well, he lost round one, so. But he was going to win the fight. He was going to win the fight. He was cruel. Yeah. With if if he doesn't get caught, the, the only kick. reason he loses that fight is because of the way he lost the fight. He, he was exactly. already going to win yeah. on the cards. He would he would have won that round on the cards if it wasn't for that. That's true. He would have won forty nine forty six on all the cards. Yeah, that was. I th- I just think Edwards would be. He's seen him now twice. Sure. More recently, this go around, and he knows so, he can do it. And he's, he has. That, he's he got has that confident now. He, yeah. He, he, I don't know if he necessarily confident had the boost. same self belief, but yeah. Now he doesn't. He doesn't need to believe. He knows he can do it. Yeah, it's happened. Mm-hmm. So, so that, and that there's a there's a thing there. I don't Still know. Lee Newsman though. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, I like a lot of these fights to be honest on this card. It's a decent Me too. main decent main card. I like like a lot of the prelims too. Co-main Justin Gaethje and and Rafael Fazia. That's a fun one. That's gonna be awesome. Very excited for that one. Gunnar Nelson, Brian Barbarina. I'm not a big Gunnar Nelson guy, but Barbarina is always fun. Barbarina is fun, but you know Gunnar Nelson may. You know what he's going to do? He's going to try to take him down, try to sub him. Mm-hmm. It's can Barbarina avoid that? I guess we'll have to wait we'll and have see. To find out. But <laughs> uh, I I also like Marvin Vittori and Roman Delizze more for Delizze. I think we've seen a lot of what Marvin Vittori kind of does. And sometimes mm-hmm. his fights are actually end up being a lot of fun. But, you know, they're not always the most aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I think Delizze probably is the reason Dawkins got cut after he kneed him in the head. He did get cut? Kyle Dawkins got cut. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't actually hear that news. Um, yeah, Delizze's fun to fun fighter at 185. Mm-hmm. Maybe they give Bo Nickel the winner of this one. That's what I would do. No. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Um, but I, I, honestly, it. I like the prelims, especially Muhammad Makayev. Yeah, he's fun. I, mean, I, I don't know much, much Feel, he hasn't about fought uh, Jeff Ophelio. Yeah, is, is he so, like a late replacement? I actually didn't get to. Look I don't into know that, if he's a late replacement, but I know. I just saw Makayev on there. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm in. Well, yeah, I'm well, in. There's a super. Prospect. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't be in on Makayev? I think he's probably the future at 125. See, that's what I want to see Makayev versus Jake Hadley. If Hadley can get past Gordon. Malcolm Gordon, yeah, yeah, on the card too. That's why I put it. Hadley had the triangle locked up, and he just landed these elbows. But I like you. You put are, this Hadley fight on, but you didn't put Makayev on because of who he was fighting. Okay, I was like, yeah, he's just gonna run through him. Sometimes you just want to watch the, the talent. Is, Malcolm Gordon was a guy who I was like, this guy just quits. Like he gets punched in the face and finds a way to quit in mm-hmm. the fight, and then he so ends you just up called beat, him a quitter. And then he ends up proving me wrong because he beats uh, Figgy's brother. Can't think of his name. Franche- Francesco. Uh, Francesco. Yeah. Um, and is then it Francesco gets, or Francisco? Francis- Francesco's the Italian one. Francisco Figueredo. Okay. And then he beats uh, this other guy by crazy broken arm. And now it's time to fight. Is that how Hadley. Buffer announced it? Crazy and broken winner, arm. By crazy broken arm. It was disgusting to look. I know you're you're immune to it. You're numb to I'm, it. I'm a lot more numb to nasty. it. That was nasty. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, by the way, and I think we have to shout this out, by the way, when we talk about finishes. Let's go back a little bit real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of... MMA Twitter was just barfing all over the place watching Michael Venom Page obliterate the kneecap of Goichi Yamauchi. Yeah. And I'm watching this. I, I mean, the, watching it live, I missed it. I was like, oh, that's a shame. That's like, that's a before the fight even gets going. And then I see it in the replays and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he actually kicked him. But then I saw everybody else was like freaking out over how gross it was. I'm like, is it that gross? So, am, am I the one who's messed up? Maybe yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. I mean, what did you think of when he caved in Cyborg's skull? That's a very different thing. Okay. That I don't know brain. What did you think of that? I that mean, sucked. But were you, were you like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
I or were you? More I like, probably was more like, oh okay, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> I probably was. I mean, I I don't know. It's weird. My mom used to watch like all those like medical dramas on uh-huh. TV, right? And I would be in the room. I couldn't look at anything. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't her telling me don't watch. It's like I wouldn't bring myself to look. And I don't know if it's just because I've watched a bunch of fighting or because I've watched movies or a combination thereof. But yeah, I'm like almost completely desensitized to most things, except watching a movie where someone's putting a needle in or when I have to get a, a like a shot or something. Oh, you I don't... hate I don't like hypodermic needles. I don't like I'm not going to pass out or freak out. But like I, I tell anybody who's got to give me like a flu shot or whatever. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be rude, but I'm going to look at my phone and I'm going to just zone into that for like a minute. So like, I used... we're all happier. They're like, all right, it's fine. And they're like, oh, you're done. I'm like, good. And yeah, we're moving on. I I used to I when I got my blood drawn I'd always watch them do it. Yeah, because it didn't bother me. Yeah. Then I had they had to put an IV in once, and I was watching her do it, and she couldn't find my vein, and she just kept kept <laughs> just digging and digging you. while no while it's in there, just searching and searching while it's in. And I'm like, uh, yeah, all right, I'm getting was... a little. I'm, all right, you gotta come out. I'm getting woozy now. See, this is what and they come me. out, and the needle was bent. Oh my <laughs> god, like, yo! Now every time I get it, I gotta look away and just just go with it. Dude, so. no, that's I'm not about that <laughs> life. I I'll show show me Yamauchi's knee busting up like ten <laughs> times over. What? Just give me a marathon of that. I, I mean, not that I want people's knees to be destroyed. But like I I wish just like MVP. I, I wish all the best to Yamauchi in recovery because that looks like a crappy way to mm-hmm. to get hurt. Um, I'm just saying it didn't really move my needle in the same way an actual needle would move me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, that play on words there, that was good. Yeah, I just I that was that just came out of no out of nowhere. Nice. I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Jafel Filio is a contender series winner. Oh, okay, yeah, that's why so, I don't know him. That would um, explain it. Also, a fight we forgot here: Jack Shore is fighting. Oh, coming Ooh, off his yeah, loss Jack from Shore's Ricky good. Simone against he's fighting Macwan Americani. That was so, was that the one on Long Island? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's where like everyone was like, oh, Jack Shore, Jack Shore, Jack Shore. And then Ricky Simone was like, no, 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 don't, Ricky don't Smell, count Ricky me Smell, out. Ricky yeah. yeah. So what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Now right on. I was on that Jack Shore train. So. Well, well, sometimes they need, you know, trains need maintenance. Yeah. Right. These things oh, happen. They've been derailing quite often. I, I've watched <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine before, and I know that they have to go into the station, and sometimes they get, you know, worked mm-hmm. on that kind of thing. They're not always nice to Thomas. Honestly, that show is full of just a bunch of, like, jerk trains. <laughs> they, they're None of them are nice. <laughs> Like Thomas sometimes is okay, but like most of them are just terrible. I would say people, but they're trains. They're terrible trains. <laughs> um, one one more fight I wanted to shout out to was Jennifer Maya and uh, Casey O'Neill in particular. Yeah, in this fight. but this is a big fight for O'Neill. Maya is obviously up there in the rankings at one twenty five, and this is kind of be you know, O'Neill's coming off an injury too. But if she wins, I mean, she gets into that mix of a bunch women's flyweight overnight went from like, all right, who's gonna be next up for you know, Valentina Shevchenko. To a degree, we were starting to get a little excited about you know people like Manuel Firo, and uh, well, I think you said it was going to be a good good division eventually. I've always said so. that. Yes, I absolutely have. I, I I've been saying that since before the UFC even had it. Okay. Back when Jennifer Maya was the was the champion of Invicta, she was essentially the number one one twenty five in the world. Way back then, I was like, okay, eventually they're going to have it, and you're going to get like Valentino come down, and you'll get one fifteeners that are come up. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy that I always saw coming. But Casey O'Neill would be more of that new blood, whereas Jennifer Maya has been around 
quite a while now. So um, can she get over that hurdle? I'm curious to see. I like this. Uh, I like these coming fights. back torn ACL. Yeah. So that see how she responds from that. Yeah. Well, Connor bounced back from it well. <laughs> I guess he did. He won the belt a couple times, right? Yeah. Two bounced back. He bounced back all right. <laughs> he won the fight though, didn't he? Win the fight that he tore his ACL. He did. In? Yeah. He out wrestled. He out wrestled Max Holloway. <laughs> that was the fight he beat Max yeah. Holloway and yeah. still owes him a rematch. He does. At one eighty-five or whatever yeah. it is now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that does it for this episode. We'll be back again next Monday. Yeah. You seem yeah. confused, sir. Well, we were debating. We were debating, yeah, but we were debating. yeah, yeah. But, you know, the fact that these this card it's happens earlier. early in the day, we could probably record on Saturday. We should have mentioned that. It's a 5 p.m. main card. I thought I said that. Uh, you might have. I forgot. Maybe. I think I did. Okay. 5 Thanks p.m. Eastern time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>